Headband Happy Hour. My name is Lee. And my name is Aubrey, and we are your hosts on this podcast. Today, we have our incredible guest, Divya Gupta. Thank you for being here today with us. We're excited to have you on Headband Happy Hour. Thank you, Lee and Aubrey, for inviting me. I'm very excited about this. Yes, uh, no problem. Um, so I actually know Divya. She was my former boss. I used to work for her company, Grids Consulting. Um, and she is the president and CEO of the company. So it's a woman-owned business. Um, so Divya, could you tell our listeners about your business and yourself? And uh, we'll go from there. Sounds great. So GRIDS is an acronym. It uh, stands for Growth, Retention, Income Development Strategy. And I started this company in 2008 in Southern California, in Orange County to be specific, um, around the time when recession was pretty much hitting everybody. And so when I got into this, we're a strategy company, which is a good asset for us because if we kept on spinning the wheels like most traditional marketing companies did, we probably wouldn't survive COVID and the global impact that most businesses have, ha have had. Um, so uh, the long story short of it, I started this off with literally zero in my pocket, but I had a vision, I had a plan, and my background is strategic planning, my background is financial analysis. And so I combined both of those uh, experiences to say, you know, if we can tell a story using the numbers and understand a story using the numbers, no matter what we do in marketing or PR, we'll be able to add a little bit more extra value to our clients, right? And so that's the foundation of our company. We're very data-driven, we're very numbers-driven, um, and we are a boutique global brand marketing and PR firm. So that's kind of what we do. Amazing. Thank you. Amazing. And now, um, so you started this company just by yourself, correct? That is right. That's amazing. I mean, that's, and it goes to our, our, the owner of Bondi Band, who both Aubrey and I work for as well, same kind of concept, you had a vision um, and just kind of made it happen. And I think that's amazing and very important that we kind of spread that mes message to young women and just women in general that you can do it. <laughs> you can do Agreed. it. You need to work hard. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Have a vision, have a plan and ways to execute it. Then you can get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were wondering, um, you know, as women business owners, it, life definitely looks different, you know, than a typical like man, you know, cause most, they don't, you don't say man owned business, you know, yeah, we have to announce that we're women owned, and then uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't get to announce that it's a man owned company. It's like, why is it such a big deal that it's a woman owned company? You're so right about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it literally it just occurred to me. I'm like, we don't say man owned company, but we say <laughs> female, woman, whatever. Um, but yeah. oh, we would like to know if you could tell us um, what a typical day looks like for a woman business owner. Uh, I know you are a mother as well, and I, I know you're also a mentor, you know, you're many titles and many different things. Uh, what does the typical day look like for you? Great question. So um, Aubrey knows, but self-care is number one on my priority list. Um, and I encourage that for women specifically, because we are mothers, we are nurturers, we are caretakers, and that's just in our DNA. We like it or not, that's just who we are. 
And, you know, whoever wrote that book about men from different planet and women from different planet, it does exist because the way we think, the way we operate, uh, the way we handle and take action in our work is always different. Right. I know I'm frozen, but I'll continue. <laughs> Thanks to the web. Uh, but um, but, you know, so as a result, number one thing for me every day is taking care of myself. So I, you know, my son is homeschooling, uh, which is another big to-do list on, on, on a woman entrepreneur's list. And I actually brand myself as a mompreneur more so than a women entrepreneur, because there's a, a difference even in that. If you're a single woman entrepreneur versus a mother entrepreneur, you have completely different set of priorities. And so for me, my typical day starts with meditation and or a workout or yoga uh, something that has to do with me and it's challenging because I love my job. So I'm also a workaholic and it's challenging because the first thing I want to do is attend to work. <laughs> so I have to kind of step back on that and consciously make a choice to say, no, you always feel better. Once you're done meditation, you feel balanced, you know, once you're done with that and all those work stuff will stay work stuff. Um, but it's important to prioritize yourself. So that's my number one. Uh, my typical second thing is my son and getting him ready for homeschooling. And then it's all about work, work, work. But honestly, even though we're taking a couple hours in the morning, work, work, work starts for me pretty early. Uh, Aubrey knows we have international team members and we just had another person out of UK, Aubrey. And so our time zone differences, uh, yep. it really does because team needs you first thing in the morning. And sometimes I'm waking up at six o'clock and they need something right away, you know? So it's like, what do you do? So, yeah, but then it just on and on and on and on. And I generally end my day at about 6.37 when I leave the office. And then it's about mommy duties for a few hours and then back to work. <laughs> no, it, oh, go ahead, Aubrey, go ahead. No, no, it's okay, you can go. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, I mean, it's um, we, we talked with a lovely woman uh, yesterday as well, and she is kind of like the same concept. Like you can't give all of yourself to like your whole day and the things that need you unless you give to yourself a little bit first. And right. I, and I, I think that that's such valuable advice. And, and for you, like I, I love, I need to start like meditating in the morning. Um, I, I as well I have a mother and, you know, I find that like I wake up and it's like, okay, get the kids ready for school, go to work. Like there's no, and then they come home from school and it's like, you're finishing work and then you're getting them ready for like sports or bed. So I, I think that that's very valuable advice to make sure that you have that time for yourself and for self-care or else you can't give it your all. That's right. That's right. I, I always follow the concept of, you know, put a mask on yourself before you put it on your child. Um, because that concept is very, very clear to me. And, um, you know, I belong to a, a B2B women um, a group where we talk three days a week. And yeah. that's one thing I always talk about to say, just take out 30 minutes a day. It's really not that hard. Yeah. It's, it's the intention. You know, if you want to really see the impact of how it really affects your entire day or entire being, you just have to put in the work and have to take out that 30 minutes somehow somewhere you know if you are important to yourself so yeah yeah I actually um I actually started doing meditation uh at night mostly because like sometimes I had a hard time like having my brain just wind down from the day 
you know, with all these different things going on and different moving parts for work and just my personal life, whatever. And, um, I tried it like probably a little over a month or so ago. And I, my sleep has been amazing. It like, I just, you, all you have to do is literally just Google a uh, 10 minute or, or on YouTube, a 10 minute guided sleep meditation. Like if you've never done it before, you know, um, and um, it, it helps me so much. Like sometimes like I'll catch myself kind of like not, um, being able to focus enough during it. So I might have to like restart it and then be like, okay, listen to what he's saying, like relax, like, you know, um, deep breaths, whatever they're telling me to do. And I try to make sure I follow it. And another thing was intention, like, uh, like a restfulness, peaceful, like a deep sleep, like all that. Um, and like, I kind of just like repeat that in my mind as well after they say it, like as intentions to have that sleep, be a good sleep, you know, and it works amazing. I highly recommend it to anyone who has trouble sleeping. <laughs> it's probably the same way as, as when you start your day too, right? Divya, like the exact opposite, almost like you're getting yourself ready. You're setting your intention for the day. That's all right. I'm going to, I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to really try. Absolutely. And you know, uh, the, the add-on to that is really being in gratitude for the time that you're able to take out. Honestly, every single time that I'm, I'm, I'm able to take the time out, I literally, uh, when I'm on my mat and on, on yoga, I've been doing practicing yoga for 20 something years, meditation almost wow. the same time. And what happens with that is you're naturally inclined. You become, it becomes a part of your lifestyle and routine where you don't have to go seek out to figure out how do you want to do it. At this point, you've tuned in with your body and your mind, and you need to let them guide you at this point. If after 20 something years, I still have to figure out what to do, then it's like, I haven't been doing anything right at all, <laughs> right? And so um, every time I have a, a routine and I'm on my yoga mat just this morning as well, I literally, I don't judge myself for how long did I meditate or how long was I able to get on my mat for? It's not about that. It's about the routine of just getting there. And so that's yeah. an important fact to understand that don't judge yourself if you meditate for two minutes or get on some sort of an activity for even 10 minutes altogether, right? Just be in gratitude that you even got it done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So that's important, very important. That is, I mean, again, very valuable advice. There's there's so many times where you're just you you're disappointed in yourself for not for not doing something as as much as you did it, but really half the battle is just doing it, getting yourself to do it, getting yourself and to do celebrate it. yourself for that because there are many people that are not doing that at all. Right. So it's like, you got two <laughs> minutes done. You're like, I literally, I, I I'm by myself doing this and I always clap. I'm I, like, love I do. And I always, it's become such a habit. I always say, thank you for letting me get on my mat today. And and I'm looking, there's no one here. <laughs> but but it's okay. You're like, I did it. Here we go. I did it. Right. And yeah. that's been my practice for self for like double decades now. Wow. Um, yeah, because it's it's really important to not judge yourself because otherwise you're not going to show up on the mat tomorrow. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I, we actually talked to uh, one of our guests about kind of some, something similar to this where uh, we tend, especially I feel women tend to not do the little celebrations for any achievement 
that, you know, they do because sometimes it's just seen as like everyone else is also doing that. Like, why should I celebrate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, We were, we had this whole thing about it because it just, it, it, and we need that though, to continue to have motivation to move forward and, you know, do whatever else. Um, but it's definitely needed, even if it's just a little bit of a reward to yourself, just a little mini celebration, like I don't know, get yourself a Starbucks drink or something. I don't know, like a donut or like the little things that make you happy. I mean, even just like telling yourself, you know, you're like, you did this good job. Exactly. That's pretty much what I do. I'm like, okay, I got it. I, okay. Now I can start my day. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that I, that, I, uh, it was funny because we started talking about one thing and then led to another, but, um, I did want to ask you, uh, like the challenges that you come across, uh, what, what do those typically look like as for a woman business owner, for a woman of color, you know, for, you know, both combined, uh, what does that, what does that look like for yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, lots of great stories. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So, you know, I'll start with this. Um, I started the company in Orange County, California, where minority women were not really doing what I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they were doing what they were doing, that's okay. But their personality challenges of being an East coaster and the difference in business of being an East Coaster versus a West Coaster is we're very direct in our to-dos, our conversations, we're business, right? Mm-hmm. West Coast is, can I get back to you tomorrow? What's your plan? I'm surfing tomorrow in the morning or t- can we get to the point, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so when someone like me, who's straightforward, very direct, shows up, it's not always welcome that way, right? Mm-hmm. And so I ran into major challenges when it came down to being a minority woman in business that meant business that was not going to give away free things, that wasn't going to say, I just started the business, it's okay, just give me whatever, or it's okay, I'll just test it out. I've never really given any services for free, right? And I was very particular about that because I knew if I'm establishing a brand image for my company, if I start free, it's going to stay free. And I'll never get to success, right? And that wasn't very welcomed all the time uh, to a point where I was even told at one point to say, and this was all related to a proposal, we don't allow Indian people to walk into our stores. And I literally was taken back because this is 2008, 2009, right? And I literally started wondering, it really impacted my spirit. It really did because... I had to come back and, but that also motivated me because I had just started the business and it motivated me. And I said, well, I'm not leaving until ethnicity becomes a part of Orange County and until it's easy to recognize it's not about what you wear, who you are, it's about the product and the services and the intellectuality that you bring to the table. And what I ended up doing to make a point every event we did afterwards, I went to a, a boutique, Indian boutique, and I said, I want to wear an Indian outfit every time I'm doing an event now. It doesn't matter if it's an Indian event or a non-Indian event. And that became a trend that got into the media and um, they supported me. And because I wanted to prove the point that it's not about being an Indian woman, it's about business. You you branded your brand too. You made yourself known for, that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. And I got approached by, so I I positioned myself. I have a modeling background of 10 plus years back in my younger years. And I I took advantage of that. 
because I then got asked to um, be a judge for Miss Orange County and Miss Anaheim, all those pageants. And I had a pageant year background. And I started hanging out with the right people at the right place and the right time, right? From Orange County housewives to it all. So for me, that was really great uh, to start getting recognized and really pushing my agenda out to say, I'm just a woman, not an Indian woman, but I'm just a woman. And I always tell women this, that women in general, we are a minority when it comes down to the overall umbrella picture. But when you add ethnicity to it, you're double minority. And mm -hmm. I've had situations where I've been ambushed by, you know, mayor's offices and because their agendas are this. And then so I, I've been there, done that with the, all of this, you know, racism and um, all the agendas, you know, all the tricks of the games. And, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it has taught me a lot, you know, and I, I smile through them. Um, even with my staff, they've all dealt with racism at some point as well. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's been a good learning process because it's not about being angry. It's really uh, ignorance that you just can't fix or change. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about how can I leverage off of this and prove success is my only, um, uh, you know, results out of this, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody can stop you from being successful. These are just blockages, insecurities, and ignorance from other people, external, that just stops you from really going up. So I took it all inward and converted it into a more optimistic success story. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's, that's exactly why you are successful. I mean, you take these, these like terrible happenings and you handle them with grace and dignity and instead of giving them kind of what they want back in a reaction, and that's what made you successful. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, people, people, people should strive to do that. Oh, grace, and, grace and dignity. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was good. I think it's great to hear that, you know, from your own perspective, you know, letting our, our listeners hear that too, because, you know, some people don't experience that and you need to hear that. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for sharing it. Um, so uh, going back to, you know, just the company and everything, or really you, um, what do you most enjoy about what you do for grids or just in general? Strategy. That's easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that. Um, so, you know, we're being, we're a hundred percent strategy company. And so being innovative, being creative my background was uh, working in financial analysis and I worked for corporate of Marriott and all the brand development, but the number side of all the brand development, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was very limited room for being creative when you're working with numbers in accounting and finance. And so for me, my biggest motivation to start this company was not limiting our creativity. So our tagline is think outside the lines, not just the box. And what that stands for is think outside the box is box still has lines. And when we had to think about our tagline, that's what I came up with because I said, we think outside the lines, not just the box, because our innovation is outside of it, right? Outside of all kinds of lines. And so that's my favorite thing to do is constantly think outside the lines, not just the box. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, how many, uh, so how many clients do you guys currently have right now? So we're a boutique firm, right? So we don't believe in having more than five to seven at a time. And so we are just now launching actually two more clients in April. So 
all together, we have about six at the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. like, like that individualized attention to each client as well, too. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that's very important. And Aubrey knows, you know, we're, we're a boutique firm. We've never advertised since 2008. And so we all about relationships. It's all about the hands on. And in fact, you know, like last night I was at a PR event and it was all our former clients under one roof and one former client that is coming up again as a brand new client renewing. He hadn't worked with me since COVID, you know, long story short, it's so about the relationships. And when we were last night, I was there and I literally had goosebumps thinking about it. I said, wow, it's not about if we work together still or not. Yeah. It's about us being able to love each other still and get in the same room and just talk about family and friends and have a great time. Right. And yeah. so, so to me, um, you know, that, that in itself is really what success is. You know, if your clients and former clients, they, they all know each other too, which is really amazing, <laughs> you know, so it's great that, that relationships flourish because that's mm -hmm. how you get more good business. Oh yeah. Yeah. I noticed that when I was there, you know, it was, everything was, um, you know, relationship based. We're like, Oh, Hey, like, uh, I work with Divya with, and grids, like here's her card, you know, like it's, it's, it's really, it really is just like that. <laughs> it is. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it sounds like you're just like, it, we, again, we kind of talked about this formally, but like, it sounds like you just like are so inspired about like what you do and how you do it. It's, it's great. And, and I'd love to know, like, are there any certain individuals or things that inspire you like, kind of outside or any, any, any people in, in, in particular? Uh, yes. So nonprofits is a very sweet spot for me. Okay. Um, and, you know, we've been grateful and blessed to have a career in nonprofit as well. Um, we have helped raise about $6 million altogether to give back to other parts of the world and the United States. But uh, my passion as a donor or philanthropist myself is clean and safe drinking water. Um, I've donated myself a plant in India, you know, before. And um, currently we're working with Paul Newman, the late actor's nonprofit, uh, Safe Water Network. And uh, we have a gala coming up and I was just telling Aubrey, so our, our uh, fundraising goal is to raise about a million uh, okay. for, this, for this event coming up in uh, Gotham Hall in New York, November 8th. Uh, please, absolutely, I will share the information when it's ready and available. You know, at least you guys can uh, see want to attend or however you want to do it but Wonderful. You know, yeah so nonprofit is a very sweet spot for me um branding is uh very passionate about it but there's one woman that continues to inspire me and she was my first mentor uh, when i was working in strategic planning in my first job ever out of college and um just so happens that she and i are back in touch and she is um leading strategic planning for one of the largest nonprofits here in the DMV area. And so she's pulled me back into things and it's just a privilege because I've always looked up to her, uh, not just for business standpoint, but to see the fact that, wow, she's still going on for it and she's still leading the best things ever. So I, I, I did okay. <laughs> And, and it's really interesting because she's, um, you know, basically recommending our services still. And she's, 
not mentoring me. I was 20 something then. <laughs> so, you know, women like her really inspire me. And um, because it, it is about being able to see things in full circle. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of young women, I have to say, truly inspire me. Um, you know, Kyra Eubanks and uh, Aubrey knows of her, but, you know, she's a young woman. She was running for Miss Florida. She's been in the pageant world. She's an entrepreneur. She's only 25, 26, and just has a great head on her shoulders. So those young women that are doing it, and Aubrey included, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's very inspiring, you know, to do that, to see that. Yeah, no, I I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. And you know, you must be doing something right if your mentor still recommends, still wants you as the you know what I mean, wants to, wants to recommend your services. So I mean, that's gotta be that's gotta be really full circle though, and 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 quite amazing to to be able to and for her as well to kind of know that she helped inspire you to be the wonderful and successful woman that you are. Thank you. Yes. And I am very vocal about uh, all of this as well. And so I think she gets embarrassed, but uh, I joined <laughs> our board now, you know, and the first time um, uh, the introductions happened to their board, um, that's how she started to say. And I said, let me just clarify, I'm more of a fan, you know, <laughs> I'm on the fan base, <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, but, but women in general, gosh, everything that women accomplish and have done in front of me, before me, all of that is very inspiring for me because they've paved the path for us to even be on this kind of a call today. I mean, very true. 25, 30, 50 years ago, none of us, none of us could be even in a workforce. So I remind myself of self of that, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. And we are, and Aubrey and I were just talking um, yesterday after the, after our podcast as well. I mean, how fortunate are we that we get to, we get to spend like our time hearing about like all these women and their inspirational stories. I mean, it's we're we're so fortunate to be a part of this on such a small scale. I mean, it's 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 amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can understand. Even this conversation is very inspiring to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah, I was telling her, I was telling Divya, I was like, uh, these stories are amazing. You know, you can't. It, they're all so different, and some of them are centered around running because you know. Bonnet Ban is mostly like in popular in the running community. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing how it all just, it's this not the same, but it's hovering around the kind of the same thing. And it's just very, very inspiring to hear their stories. And it's all over the world, like all over the US world, like anything. Um, and yeah, so um, do you have any future plans going on for grids? Yeah. So, uh, we've, you know, we've been housed in North Bethesda and, um, our team's been very virtual and Aubrey mm -hmm. knows that, but I'm really focused on growing our team here more so in Maryland. So that's one big future plan for us. Mm -hmm. Um, because I do realize, you know, it's great to have certain services like writing and copywriting and those kind of things can be fine. But if we're really working on projects, I need physical people. So I'm realizing that the need to have physical team in the Maryland location, that's key. So that's one of the big, 
big thing for us. Um, the other thing for us is just systems. I mean, our systems is a very big challenge for us. Our website is down, like you heard. Um, our migration to Microsoft is still happening. It's been um, going on second week. So oh, wow. technology challenges um, is something I do want to tackle, you know, and find a way. And I've been trying to resourcing, figuring it out to say, is this something I can outsource? Like, can someone handle IT for me? Because I don't have a degree in IT. Right? Yeah. And so it's funny because that's turned into really time consuming. So I'm trying to find a way to fix that. So it's not counterproductive because right now it's extremely counterproductive. So yeah, future plans would be a team that is more in place locally. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, technology challenges, I want to streamline those so we don't keep running into inefficiency. Okay, yeah. I yeah, I knew you were trying to do like a, you know, I remember when I was there, it was a, just getting the offices. Like we, I, we <laughs> just got those, you know, and then like we're- you Remember we went on a waiting list for this one. <laughs> yeah, like it was just, it, it was, it's a whole process, but yeah, I totally understand. It can, it's definitely hard sometimes to have people in different time zones as well. Um, but usually we made it work just fine. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so before we're reaching the end of the episode almost, um, so I do want to ask one more question. Um, we want, I would love for you to give any advice to our listeners about what you would give a like any of our women listeners, um, about starting their own business or if they're already business owners, any advice along that? Yep. Um, one of the biggest things I've seen with women on the difference between women and male entrepreneurs is emotions, mm -hmm. right? Um, women carry their emotions into everything we do. And it's challenging because I've been blessed and grateful enough to be on many boards. And generally speaking, I'm the only woman that's on the board. And even when I have brought it up to the other board members, but then I have to sit back and think about it. Like, why me and not you? Mm -hmm. And I ask that from women all the time. Like, think about it. Why am I invited and you're not invited? And, um, oh, I look green now. This <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, emotions is the only thing. And I'm not saying don't be who you are. But there's a time and a place for everything. So if you're sitting in a board meeting and there's only one and a half hour for that board meeting, let's not talk about the weather. Let's not talk about your shopping experience. Let's not talk about your children. It's not saying don't talk about it, but maybe that's not the crowd for you to talk about it with, right? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those situations I feel personally that men are better at figuring out the game Women, we are very much authentic and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want a seat at the table, you have to be conscious of, I have to keep my emotions. This is business. Mm -hmm. So business is black and white. Emotions will have gray, right? So a lot of times I feel like that's a training. It's training. And so I would really recommend, you know, women to consciously start becoming aware of saying, I don't need to talk about this right now. It's okay. I can just talk about it with my sister or I can talk about this with so-and-so because mm -hmm. we're here to change perceptions of how women are perceived, mm -hmm. right? That's the bottom line because if our perceptions are changed, you'll get more opportunities. It's a perception. 
you know, so I would definitely uh, leave with that, that learn to separate your emotions from your business because you're in it. Grits Consulting has always been my baby, but it's not really my physical child. And so I have to remind myself that it's my baby because I started it and I'm emotionally attached with it, but I have to detach because it's not my physical child. I have one, <laughs> right? <laughs> But it's but what, what happens in business, you know, we started, we started from scratch and we get very emotionally attached to our companies and it's tough for us because we're in it every day and every hour. So we need outside help to kind of get us to see it, to say, it's not your baby. <laughs> it is, but it's not, you know? Yeah. I, I like that. I, you're, you're right. Um, the male perception of, of things are, is completely different. And especially if you're going to be, like you said, in a, in a meeting or something like that, they don't, they don't care about like what you did this weekend. They, they care about what you are, what, what you're there to do. That's um, right. What do you bring to the table? You know? yeah, first, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's, that's, that's great. It's very valuable. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing everything that you've shared yeah. with us today. Um, so before we go, uh, could you let our listeners know where to find you, any social media handles or websites that they can find you at? Yes. So social wise, we're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, all but Instagram. It's at Grits Consulting, G-R-I-D-S Consulting. Instagram is uh, Grids underscore Consulting. And our website is gridsconsulting.com, but it is down for now. So <laughs> as you've heard, and, and that's been a challenge to even uh, from a business owner standpoint in the beginning, it took me like, oh my God, our website is down, right? It's the first thing you think of. But then mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and I said, okay, well, we've been in business for 13 and a half years. If it's down, it's down. Yeah. Yeah. If people really need to find you at this point, they will find you once they Google you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, they'll reach out via like Instagram or anything. They'll like find that. you. They'll find exactly. you. And so even from a business businesswoman standpoint, I had to prioritize a list of to do's. And I said, well, that's on the last because mm -hmm. clients come first or things that deadlines come first. Website? Question mark. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, and yes, yeah, again. Video. Thank you, Lee and Aubrey. Of course, it's uh, it was a very enriching conversation. So thank you for yes. that. <laughs> all right. And all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Headband Happy Hour, and we will see you next time.